and welcome to Beyond the Properties, the podcast that brings amazing stories of the people within the vacation property space. No matter whether it's hosts, photographers, content creators, if they've got a good story, they'll be on the podcast. Beyond the Properties is brought to you by Direct Vacation Bookings, the solution that allows you to take direct bookings quickly and easily. Not only will we create an amazing direct booking website for you, but also maintain it so you can do what you do best, hosting. Sign up at directvacationbookings.com to find out more. And with that said, I'm your host, Jared Johnson, and let's get into another amazing episode. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the podcast. And today I am super excited because I have Alex Matthews from Lone Star Hideaway. Alex, how is it going? Good, good, good job. Thank you, Jared. No, no worries. We were just <laughs> talking about New York, about Texas, about everywhere. So I'm excited for the conversation. Now we're going to Charlotte as well, or that area. So yeah. to start off, for anyone who doesn't know you, tell tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, yeah. yeah, who you are. Okay, who I who am I? Um, so Alex Matthews, we are native Texans who found ourselves in Charlotte, North Carolina, about six years ago. And in the midst of 2020, we discovered Boone, North Carolina. So Blue Ridge Mountains, App State is here. It's an incredible place. And um, yeah, we built a cabin and launched it as Lone Star Hideaway. Nice. And so we were talking before and you've literally just launched your second cabin. Normally I'll ask people who have one property how they would explain like how would they describe their property for someone who hasn't seen it before? But I guess for you, they, they're, they're different properties, right? So how for each property that you have, how would you describe it in like, let's say one or two sentences, like for someone who's never seen it? Okay, so you'll see through the podcast that one or two sentences is very difficult for me. I'm a chatter. <laughs> you know what? As you probably you noticed. You probably noticed this in our conversation. So I chat. So one or two sentences is going to be hard to keep it concise. But the differences between the two. So we were lucky enough to be able to purchase the neighboring cabin to Lone Star Hideaway. Um, Together, we have roughly 11 acres. So when I say neighboring, it's not right next door, but it's walking distance and down the hill. I'd show you, but the room isn't, you know, I like everything to be kind of stage perfect. So. I've been in the cabin for a couple of days. So um, the terrain is similar in that there's nature all around. We're off of a private road. We are surrounded by woods. We have one other cabin in line sight, um, my neighbor who also Airbnbs. And um, other than that, you feel very secluded. We're not. We're in a neighborhood. So when you drive down the private road you're literally surrounded by homes and you're off of a main highway um but in our neck of the woods it feels like you're just by yourself um the design of both cabins i will say same flavor we wanted both to very much resemble who we are as a family um my design aesthetic has a lot to do with our world travels and then obviously my heritage being mexican and being from Texas. Um, but when we designed Sister Cabin, I knew kind of it was important to be able to deliver a different experience for our guests who are returning. Um, so I didn't want it to be like a cookie cutter, like another Lone Star Hideaway. Um, so it's a little more boon, a little more earthy. It's almost like the perfect mashup of, you know, the Matthews family and like the boon vibe that you get out here um but i can talk more to that i think i've surpassed my my two sentence uh <laughs> just by a tiny little bit but it's all good that was an excellent uh explanation of kind of what they are um so wait let's roll all the way back to the start how did you how did you end up finding where because obviously you lived in charlotte you're originally from texas but how did you end up in boone how did you find the place were you looking for a place yes so Shout out to one of my best friends, uh, Lauren from the Hillside House. That was actually one of our first trips to Boone. We came out as a family in 2020. Um, I'll never forget. I had a friend who I think Lauren, you know, I didn't know her at the time. She had just listed her cabin and I had a friend send me the listing and she was like, this looks so much like you, like you need to go stay here. 
And we hadn't really, we had been to Blowing Rock. We hadn't really been to like Boone proper. Um, When we moved from Texas, we were spending a lot of time in Asheville because that just kind of felt like the place to go. And we loved it. Um, But coming out to Boone to us immediately just felt, you know, Boone's just a little more kind of rustic. It feels a little more kind of relaxed. And um, we really liked that. So we kind of stayed at Hillside House and knew that there was something here for us. Um, Being from Texas, we understand kind of real estate market. Like Texas real estate market is pretty aggressive, very fast paced. Um, And so we knew like once we decided we were going to search for properties, it was like game time, go and find it. Um, and so actually Lone Star Hideaway was an offer sight unseen. Um, we had lost a couple of offers and thank the Lord that worked out that way. He always knows what we need and where we're supposed to be. And I saw this on Zillow, literally called my realtor and was like, make an offer above asking right now. Like, let's get it done. Um, that's not really the culture here in the mountains. Everyone's on mountain time. And because we just you know, have been in really kind of fast paced markets, we were able to to lock it in. Um, and so that's really how we found Lone Star Hideaway. Okay. And what, what attracted to it, what attracted you to it when you looked at the pictures? This is gonna sound very um like kind of woo woo weird, but I I've I taught yoga for a couple years. I'm a lifetime yogi, so I have that side to me. It's really just, and I've done this, you know, we've moved quite a bit. We've invested in real estate just kind of in passing, not really intentionally, but just we've moved a lot. So every home that we live in kind of becomes more of an investment perspective for us. And so, or more of like an investment play rather. Um, And it's a feeling. It's just like, this feels right. You know, I looked at the pictures. I'll show you, we'll have to, I'll have to send you like the before so that you can roll it. Like when you play the podcast, but you know, you have to really use your imagination having a run of, you know, we have a background in renovating homes. So like the inside had nothing to do with why we purchased it. I mean, it was like Brown on Brown on Brown, 1970s paneling. It looked clean. Um, It was a vacation home prior. So it was rarely used, but It was just the exterior and just the feel of it. I just knew it was the right place. And then when we came and we saw it, it was, I think we closed in September. So we must have come in August. And that time of the year is just so beautiful out here. And with the landscape around us, I mean, it's like wild hydrangea, lush woods, wild moss. I mean, nothing that we were used to seeing in Texas. And so when we pulled up to see the house for the first time, it was like, okay, this is it. Like, this is the right one. You know, obviously we had our option period, so we could have always backed out, but it was, it was just right. Okay. Yeah. That sounds, it sounds beautiful. I obviously, I, I always say this, but I just ended up in the States recently because I have a green card and I've realized this is such a big country and there's so many distinct different parts within the country as well. Like you Absolutely. go up north, it's like you've got the snow and it tends to be a bit more mountainous. You go down right. to the south, it's different. I've never been to Charlotte. One of my good friends is from there. So it's on the list of places to go. But no, it sounds amazing. Um, you love Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte is great. We do miss it. Um, but yeah, to your point, you know, one of the things I've been talking about recently is just Now that we're in central Texas, you know, we're in the hill country and you go on a hike and it's just wild fields of cactus, prickly pear cactus. And again, I grew up in Texas, but I grew up in Houston where it's a little more urban. And so I, I see that and I'm like, okay, it's, it's wild hydrangea and ferns and moss, you know, in one side of our life. And on on the other side, it's literally cactus fields for my pod just fell out. I got this one. Um, so it's cool. It's true that uh, we live in such a beautiful country and there's just always so much to get to see and learn. Uh, right. So we were talking about you. Okay. So you came to the place, you saw it, you were like, okay, perfect. 
so did you know at the start because we spoke about you you renovated it completely basically both both properties Mm -hmm. and you happened Mm -hmm. to be there at the time so I guess it was a bit easier but was it always the plan what you always knew you wanted to renovate it basically so yeah we we randomly have always renovated our homes okay it's it's not like so it you know, in Texas, renovation feels very accessible. Yep. There's There are a lot of options there. There's a great labor market for, you know, we have great resources. And so previously, um, in, in Charlotte, actually, let's see. So we bought Lone Star Hideaway in 2020. 2017, I almost completely gutted our home in Charlotte. So, you know, we had gone through a major renovation that was probably, you know, we've done some minor renovating prior to that. Hmm. But um, Charlotte, aside from the kitchen, we completely renovated. And so we had just done that. And it was almost a no brainer, almost as like, well, yeah, of course, you know, for us also, you know, we originally thought this was going to be a family home, which it is. But we, our strategy was not, let's put it on Airbnb. Okay. And um, for safety, for children, for families, which this ended up being, you know, bringing value from a rental perspective as well. But, you know, a 1970s home that's only been used part of the year probably has some wild stuff going on behind the walls. You know, like, so we, having had experience renovating, would rather take that time and make the investment to make sure that we know that it's like structurally sound, clean, yeah. um, you know, nothing crazy is happening behind the walls, like for the sake of the health of our family. And then yeah. also, you know, again, that that's really played into having this really solid offering for our guests for a short-term rental. No, and then there's the fun stuff. Yeah, then there's the fun stuff. It's like the design, you know, then you get past like the the structural, the electrical, the plumbing, all that stuff that you don't see on HGTV. And, you know, unless it's like some sort of a drama episode. And, And then you get to do like the design. And what we learned with the cabins is it's so cool because they're smaller. It's easier to just completely change the palette and do something from top to bottom and it's cohesive. Um, And so that's also the upside. Have you been looking to take direct bookings but don't know how or where to get started? Well, look no further than Direct Vacation Bookings, your ultimate solution to hassle-free direct bookings. We create beautiful direct booking websites that have all the features you need to make taking bookings quick and easy. Want to allow guests to check availability and book directly through you? We got that. Want to be able to have automated calendar syncing so you don't have to worry about double bookings? We got that as well. Want to be able to sell additional services at checkout so you can make more money and upsell your guests? Of course. And the best thing about it is not only will we create the website for you, but we'll help you maintain it too. So you can do what you do best, hosting. To get a demo, contact us at directvacationbookings.com or alternatively you can drop us a dm on instagram at directvacationbookings and set up a demo today okay so i've got two directions i want to go in firstly have you ever been tempted to to create something completely from scratch compared to to renovate build yeah that might be phase three um phase one lone star hideaway phase two sister cabin now, with the caveat, we will, after our experience renovating Sister Cabin from Texas, we're not building from Texas. <laughs> we're not. There's just, um, you know, it's so funny. The renovation was super low pressure the whole time. And then at the very end, it just ramped up and it got crazy. Yeah. And it's too hard to manage things from afar with, you know, I have three young kids. Yeah. that I stay home with as uh, a full-time job. And um, I don't have really the luxury of, you know, hopping on a plane and, and being here Monday through Friday to manage a project. Yeah. So uh, neither does my husband. And so building is, is a phase three. When that's going to happen, I, I don't know. We'll see. Okay. 
I was just wondering because I was talking to someone recently about renovating versus building and there's pros and cons for both sides but no, sure. I, I can understand that doing it yeah. from afar I'm sure we'll delve into that in a second but um, in terms of with the first property how so how long did it take for you to renovate to the point because you said you weren't planning on doing it Airbnb originally how long mm-hmm. did it take from you to I guess close to then finish the renovations where your family could live in it yeah we closed so you know funny enough we were living in it kind of through the renovation we'd come up on the weekends uh Dave my husband he's a rock star and um was here there's pictures where literally not a wall up as not a wall was up in the house and you know I was home with the kids I only had two at the time um I'd be in Charlotte he'd be out here Monday through Friday working from home because you know it's 2020 so everyone was virtual so that was the blessing you know he could handle his day job and be here managing these contractors but it was literally like you know in here I mean roughing it I mean there might have even been a couple days where there wasn't even like a functioning bathroom in here. I don't know. Um, so, you know, we were kind of living. And then once the walls were up, we'd come up with, with the kids and we had a crib set up in the master bedroom. Basically we're all just kind of like living in the master while the rest of the house was a work site. It's like you finish one room and then that's your spot. And then you just kind of move as the other ones. And that was just on the weekend. So it was totally doable. Um, but we to answer your question, we closed September 2020. We were wrapping up with like all of the changes, minus the aesthetics, right? Like minus the paint, the stain, all the pretty stuff, lighting. That was all done by February. Okay. Um, and then I would say paint took a while because it was like one guy. And, you know, schedules are a little, you know, they're pretty loose around here <laughs> at Mountain Time. So one guy, he did fabulous job. He's a, he's a wonderful man. Um, but that took a good, I would say, let's see, February, March, about two months. We welcomed our first guest in June. Okay. Okay. And what, what made you decide? Because originally you said you weren't planning on doing Airbnb. What, what changed your mind on that? Yeah. So, you know, we're both, we both have business backgrounds. And so you go into the investment knowing like, okay, you know, how do we leverage this if needed, right? Like, um, you know, we're still relatively young. We have young kids. So we we think about that when it comes to major things like this. And so um, we knew like, oh, you know, we might run it out here or there, you know, maybe do like private bookings. Um, it wasn't until we found out that we were getting relocated back to Texas okay. um, that we we're like, all right, we're not going to be there. You know, I want to share this space. I don't want something that's just sitting out there in the mountains. That's beautiful. We just finished this like amazing project. It looks great. It's clean. It's everything's brand new. Um, what a shame to just let it sit there. So um, I did about six months of private bookings. And then that winter of 2020 is when we launched it on Airbnb. Okay, nice. And before we were talking about that you work with, there's a, you said a mom's group that you work with. Was that who you kind of originally kind of that idea came from that? So, yeah. So Charlotte has this wonderful network of mothers. It's, it's basically a Facebook group. And, um, and it's a closed group. And it's where, you know, I joined it when I had first moved to Charlotte because I wanted to make friends. I wanted to meet other moms. It's a place where you can like ask questions as a new mother. My son was seven months old when we moved to Charlotte, my firstborn. So it was just a great resource for me. But the cool thing about it is that there's also like a local services page. So these other moms in Charlotte, you know, they're, they're promoting kind of like their side gigs or their prime businesses or whatever. So, um, you know, I thought, wow, what a great opportunity to really like target. You know, this is our demographic. We knew from the start this was this was going to be a family home, right? Initially our family, but then once we were ready to share, the demographic is young families, families that look just like ours, you know, young kids, you know, mid-30s, early 40s, like that's kind of our sweet spot. 
and who we curated for. And that's what this group is about. And so it gave me a great opportunity to just kind of do a soft launch, keep it, um, keep it within the community. And that way I had a little more protection as well over like, you know, just the space and kind of learning the ropes as, as a first time, you know, um, vacation home rental. Yeah. And how, how was that process? Because I guess for everyone it's slightly different renting out your home that you've put so much energy into is, you know, probably a little bit daunting at the start. Like how, how was it from when I guess you got your first person and what was the the feeling around your first guest coming in? And then I guess compared to now where the first guest is coming in for the second one. Yeah, it's been so sweet. I, I honestly say this is like, this is my ministry in the season of life. You know, I, I feel so much reward getting to really welcome people in and serve them and get to know these families. Not every single experience we've had is perfect. You know, you get kind of your, your people sometimes. So that part stinks, but for the vast majority of those whom we've got, you know, whom we've had here, um, it's really incredible. And so welcoming my first guest, I treated it like, getting your house ready to host your family. You know, I was, I I had the luxury of being able to be here and stage and get everything ready. And I just remember that morning I was like in every single detail of the house. And that's how I am naturally. Um, It's just who, who I am. And so, I mean, it was literally like, does this book go here? Let me straighten it. Let me just put this, you know, little pine, like any little design detail, that day it was like very intentional um and it was cool she had great feedback and she actually wanted to be our first guest at sister cabin um so someone i've kept in contact with and it's it's really cool to get to do that okay and how does it compare to this the second one because now you know you're an expert at this so i guess (laughs) it's probably Um, a little bit easier than the first time yeah you know this one was different because i wasn't here so the good news is we did another soft launch and this time it's past guests. Yeah. So I had a handful of past guests from Lone Star Hideaway who were like, you know, and that's, that was part of the pressure too, by the way, you know, come October, I started to be a little more public on Instagram about, you know, all right, we're getting close. Um, and then you run into those like inevitable things that happen at the end of a renovation, like those setbacks. But I had people constantly DMing, like, when can we get in? We want to come check it out. A lot of them actually surprisingly already knew the cabin because of driving in, you know, like I said, it's a private road. So they already see it on their way in and they're like, that place looks really cool. So they already knew it. Um, And preparing for them, I have an incredible team here in Boone. So I have stagers um, who are on staff. And um, it was like FaceTime. You know, I'm on, again, every little detail, but this time I'm on FaceTime. And they're there. They know the ropes. They're getting everything set and ready. And um, I wouldn't really say it was much different because we take it so seriously. We We want things to be just right. Um, and I really think that's what sets us apart. You know, looking back to my Airbnb reviews, it's always like, I think that really translates from the moment someone steps into the home, they can tell that the space is really genuinely cared for. You know, we pray over every guest, we welcome them with a little uh, gift from a local bakery. Uh, and I think people can really feel that when they walk into the space. Yeah. It sounds like it's like a, I think you've done very well at doing this is it feels like you're going to visit family or you're going to stay at a family's house. So it doesn't feel like you're staying in a stranger's house. It feels very cold. It it sounds like it's a very like warm place and like you're doing certain things that makes it inviting for people. It's like, oh, you have this, this pastry when you walk in. That's so nice. Like it's, I guess, going above and beyond. You don't have to do that, right? I suppose we don't, but we, I wouldn't have it any other way. And it, 
you know, and a lot of, I mean, a lot of hosts do it, you know, I mean, it's not like super radical to welcome a guest with a little gift, but it's something, I think what we do a little bit differently is having that stager, you know, hiring somebody who comes in after the cleaner and just gets everything just right. You know, um, I wish I were local because I I would love to be able to do that, Um, but I can't be. And so it's basically someone here who's like my other set of hands. And to your point, you'll have to come visit so that you can see what it's like. But we do want it to feel like you're coming into your own home, especially, you know, here's the thing is like we this played into our strategy as well. So like we used to travel a lot before we had children. And even when I had my firstborn, we were traveling quite a bit. You know, it was before 2020. Yep. And so as a parent, it's hard to travel with kids. You know, like there's a lot more to consider and think through when you're traveling with your young children. And so as a mom, I also knew I wanted other mothers to be able to like, like, no, like you can still stay in a really beautiful place that's stylish and you know quality stuff in the house without it feeling like you can't bring your kids you know like there shouldn't be a trade-off in other words and so that played into it as well is like this should feel like your home because it takes a lot to travel with your family and we want to be a part of those memories we want you to be comfortable um and, and that's really the spirit of what we're doing here it sounds it sounds amazing for sure. Um, <laughs> so I was wondering while you while you were talking. So what was because originally you were there, so you were close by, you were able to do everything, and mm. now you've had to transition. Where I guess you had to set up a team, you had to make sure that you know everything. You didn't, I guess, I'm just assuming, but it's I guess probably right is that you didn't want there to be any drop off in the service that you were provided even though the fact that you weren't there. So how was that process of, I guess, finding people, making sure they're the right person, making sure they understand the processes? That's a great question. And it's hard. It's, it's hard to find, you know, in this area, you know, one thing Boone is still pretty, a pretty small town. And so going back to the comparison to Texas, it, you don't have the same resources here. And so it takes a lot. If you find someone who's really good, they're probably booked up. They might not be accepting new clients. Um, They're rushing, like from a cleaning perspective, you know, they're doing like multiple homes in one day and we're all human. We're not machines. And so it took, you know, trial and error and we're still, we still go through that, you know, um, it's kind of transient. So, you know, people might come and work a year and then they're ready to move on to something else. Um, uh, but you just have to keep, I mean, honestly, this might sound silly, but we just keep praying for the right people. And one of the things that David, my husband and I feel very like convicted about is just being good employers because we're not local. We want to contribute, right? Like we don't want to be these outsiders who are just like, oh, I run a vacation home rental and we don't live here and we're just taking up space in this like beautiful town of Boone. And so we take it very seriously to be good employers and, um, you know, that keeps people around. Um, But then if something happens and they're ready to move on, we just trust that the right person is going to come. And so far that's worked out. Okay. Nice. And what about the Instagram? Because you said that, like, when did you start it? Like, was it with the, because you have a lot of followers. How has that process of been, I guess? uh, I guess you've probably shown a lot about the renovations and about the property. So how has that been? Did you have a background in marketing as well? Because Instagram, especially with properties is, you know, it can be a big tool, but it can also be something that it takes time, effort, energy. It does. It does. It's been a really cool creative outlet. So I do have, I have a background in in writing and a master's in marketing, um, an MBA in marketing and strategy. So um, my corporate job, my corporate experience is more on the sales and strategy side. Um, But that's what makes this business so cool is I've been able to really draw from 
my past experience and kind of in this unexpected way, put it all together. Now, the downside is I'm doing this like on the fly, you know, my, my child's napping or like a lot of my Instagram posts the last couple of years, I'm literally breastfeeding and then making a quick post because it's the only time I have to just like sit down and um, post something. And so I'd love to get to a point where I can be more intentional with my content. Um, it's thoughtful, you know, like I think about it. It's very strategic in terms of the visual aesthetic. Yep. I think about our brand a lot, but I don't have the time to just really map it out and be very, you know, I guess in other words, strategic or planned. It's just kind of on the fly. Okay, I have a quick second. I'm in the car line picking up, you know, my first grader from school and let me do a quick post. That's truly what it's been like the last couple of years. Okay. And are you, have you been taking all the pictures or do you guys get, do you guys ever work with influencers or content creators or has it just been all kind of you guys taking the pictures? Yeah, it's a combination. So going back to the network and Charlotte of, of moms, I've been able to leverage that group for great photography. Um, and again, it's, it's supporting other women. It's supporting our local community in Charlotte. So that has always felt like a win-win. Um, recently, a couple of other cabins in the area brought down dirt and glass. So they're kind of cabin influencers. And that was the first time we've really made that level of investment in photography and um, kind of like social media strategy. And they're, they're so sweet. Chris and Pam were great to work with. Um, again, super intense. It was like probably two hours worth of being on FaceTime with my team the night before. Like I'm in Texas in my kitchen, like cooking dinner for the kids, having them show me literally every corner of the house. I mean, that was all super mapped out. Um, and so again, I rely heavily on my team. But yeah, I guess when it comes to the photos, it's it's a mashup. It's been you know, great photographers who come out, but I, I don't, I don't partner with a lot of influencers. I have, but that's not really been our strategy, you know, so far. Okay. Okay. And so I wanted to talk to you a little bit about, because you say that there's kind of a bit of a Texas kind of flavor to the, the properties. I've been to Texas before, but only Austin. So what would that look like in terms of when you walk into the property how would like a Texas feel of a property or your property yeah, be? Right. So it was, so the inspiration for us was truly like, we're homesick. It's 2020. We don't know when we're going to go back. We have these young kids and culturally, you know, North Carolina is so different. Um, we wanted to have a place as a family that we could come to that just felt like home. Yep. And, you know, Texas, I was actually just chatting with someone about this last night. Like, you know, the Mexican influence in Texas is, is pretty much everywhere. And so it's this very unique place because you have these just cultural notes um, pretty much everywhere. Yep. And design in Texas, you know, you almost – Almost every place you go to, coffee shop, restaurant, store, it's just like a next level kind of design when it comes to a place like Dallas, which is where we lived, or Austin, which is where we are currently. You know, um, I grew up in Houston, so, well, you know, more or less, you'll still see it there. But so I think I just wanted it to feel like Texas. And so... The tones, the palette, you know, it's like tanned leather and kind of like a burnt orange, um, very neutral palette. We bring in a lot of plants. I typically will have cactus here, which we were talking about cactus before we started recording. Um, and then from a Mexican standpoint, so I grew up with a house in Monterey, Mexico. That's where my parents are from. And so while I was designing Lone Star, I just kept thinking about that house and like, okay, what are some of the pieces that we would have had there or some of our family members in Monterey? 
So we have Ekebala chairs in the kitchen here, and they're basically handmade leather chairs that you would you would see like in a cantina in Mexico. So they're like built to withstand. So again, it's like bringing in these Mexican notes that felt like home, but also thinking through how can this space work and be sustainable for families, children, right? Like thinking through all of that. Um, I didn't want it to be kitschy. I, I very much was like, I don't want this to feel like a theme park, right? Like, I don't want this to be like a Western. Um, And I think we have found a really sweet balance. And it's cool because we'll get people from Texas who are in the area now. And they're like, oh, my gosh, I came to stay. And it felt just like home, you know, like Texans, you know, transplants like us. And then we get people who literally are like, oh, my gosh, these chairs. I've never seen anything like this before. What are these? You know, like they they're not as close to mexico obviously being you know here and so this is kind of like a cool cultural introduction um and i've taken a lot of pride from that just being able to bring my heritage here um because it's just authentic to who we are so and then there's fun stuff like saddle prints and uh, mexican amate art and just things that are reminiscent of of Texas, but in a way that doesn't feel like it's a theme, if that makes sense. Okay. And did, I'm assuming that you sourced this stuff from Mexico, Texas, so on and so forth and brought it up. Yeah. So all of our sourcing, both cabins, that is pretty much a year long process. You know, I'm getting things from really all over and that's been so much fun. Like, I never knew that I would really enjoy that as much as I have. And to answer your question, yes, the chairs are, I bought them in Mexico, had them shipped. Um, You know, you just search all over for these pieces and bring it together. And I think that's also what's made our design aesthetic so unique is because it feels like a well-collected home. And, you know, I love... I love the big name, you know, furniture stores. I love Crate and Barrel and West Elm and all those places. But if I had solely sourced from one of those stores, the feel and the energy of the space would be totally different. Uh, like even like, you know, these um, these curtains behind me, those are Etsy. Those are that's Guatemalan fabric that I had custom made as um, as drapes and Sister Cabin was similar. We utilized a lot of our resources in Austin, um, brought up clay tile that's handmade in Mexico, drove it up uh, to try to save money on on shipping costs and to try to just expedite the project. So yeah, we've sourced, I would say Sister Cabin definitely has more stuff from Texas, like furniture, tile, uh, and then it's just kind of like all over. Charlotte, um, estate sales, like literally both homes are, are truly a collection. Okay, nice. And what about the family aspect of this? Because you're right. I was thinking about this. I don't have my own family yet. So I was thinking that it must be vacation properties that are directed at families are important, right? Because it's very different staying in a, I guess, a place which is not meant for families. You have young children. So how was that thinking and that process? I guess the good thing is that you happen to have young children, so you know what they want um, and your family grows as you kind of have the property. So kind of how was that process? How difficult was it to, or how easy was it to make sure that it really, the, I guess your target market were really able to come in and feel comfortable bringing their children? Yeah. So I think about, you know, just your day to day, what might happen, you know, like putting an outdoor rug in the living room, because I'm pretty sure there's going to be spills, you know, Um, but but making it but like it looks nice. You know, I I didn't want this. That was the whole point is like it should be a beautiful space because families deserve to go somewhere and feel like it's a luxury and a and like a gift. And not, oh, I have to dumb it down just because I have kids, you know. Um, We have wallpaper in the bunk room and I'm still waiting for someone to color on it. I'm like, I just feel like that's going to happen at some point. You know, like surprise it hasn't happened just yet. 
But um, yeah, just taking inspiration from our own family. Like, what do our kids like to do here? And um, bringing in books, board games, toys, making it easier for moms by providing a high chair and a pack and play if, you know, they need that. Otherwise, it's all stored away so that they don't feel like, you know, it's like we bring it out when you need it. You know, the toys and the books are always here. But kind of just thinking through day to day and what a family is going to use the space for. Um, sister cabin is different. So, you know, I wanted sister cabin to feel like a date spot, like mm-hmm. the same, you know, the same families know our brand, right? They know what they're going to get from a stay here. It's going to be clean. It's going to be, you know, um, like high value. And so I thought, well, they're going to need somewhere to go without their kids. You know, I mean, surely we can, and we have had families stay at sister cabin already, but the, the, it was more curated to be like a fun date spot. So, you know, you want to come, you know, in the summer with your family, but come back for your anniversary in the fall, like you have your choice. Um, or you can run out both at the same time and, you know, utilize each space for like whatever you want to use it for um, if it's a bigger group. So that's the other kind of angle. Okay. And that's interesting. So what was it specifically about, I guess, Sister Cabin that kind of makes it more um, a date spot? Was there anything specific that you could think of which you're like, we did this because we wanted that to be the type of vibe. Yes. So it's a tad smaller. It's a cottage A-frame. Okay. And the loft space uh, used to, the previous owner had, I think, like maybe six twin beds in there for when they had their family up. Okay. And we completely converted it into the master bedroom. So there's a king bed in there. Um, It feels like you're... In the woods, we put a a new window in. So like the bed backs to this huge window that's backing to the woods. Um, We wanted it to feel luxurious and special. Um, And it's not the most practical thing. I'm sure we're going to have people who are like, there's no door. There's no bathroom connected to this room. Like I'm going to stay you know, downstairs in, in the bedroom, the actual four, you know, real bedroom. Um, but we took a chance so that it feels special and like something that you would go to and it's more of an experience. Okay. Okay. All right. Nice. And I always like to ask this question because it's always quite insightful. You've been doing this for a few years now. What is something or some things that you look back now and you're like, man, if I knew that then, life would be a lot easier. Ooh, no, let's see. I think my biggest learning has been, gosh, I don't know how to answer that. If I knew that life would be, we've been really, I I hate to say it. This is going to sound bad. We've been really lucky. Like we have had things come up. Yeah. Things always do. That's just life. You know, like, you know, we've had, we've had situations that are hard and and require hard decision-making, but I think we've just had a really, a really great journey. And I think maybe the learning for me is how to manage this with everything else that I'm doing because I am so hands-on. Like I would never, you know, I had a property manager for a little bit, but it was like part-time property management. Like she was here to really, you know, QC the place, let me know when we needed inventory, stuff like that. Um, I would never like relinquish control over like the guest experience, the interaction, the planning, the calendar, even anything like pricing strategy. Like I still want to do all, I do all of that. And so I think my learning is probably how do I streamline and build efficiency in my day to day? Um, because that becomes really challenging and you don't want churn, right? Like it costs, like it's costly to have churn. And so I think what I did not expect two years ago was how hard it would be to do this 
while I'm doing everything else, you know, as a mother and a wife and a person and all the things. And I'm sure a lot of hosts can relate to that because I don't think I know any hosts who are like, oh, I'm just full time hosting, you know, like everyone has some sort of other commitment, whether it's their full time job or, you know, whatever. Um, So I think that would be the major learning. Yeah. And I think you're right. I think a lot of people I speak to, they tend to do this and they have other things they're doing. But I think a lot of people say that it tends to be a lot more involved especially the ones who are really like killing it in the space it's a lot more involved than you would think because you have to message the guests if there are any problems you need to make sure you're on call for you you're remote so you have to make sure your team is good and that the place is always you know tip top shape so yes exactly I i totally understand about that and it seems to be a a theme that that comes up um we touched on this briefly but what's What's next steps now? Because you've got the two properties, you have a massive amount of space out there as well. Is the plan to kind of expand or, yeah? Yeah, I don't, I think the plan right now is to take a breather. (laughs) You know, like the last couple of months, I mean, even coming out here for this trip, it felt like, ooh, I don't know if I want to do that right now. I just want to chill and like stay put. And, um, it's going to be wonderful. I think for us, the next year is going to be about getting to enjoy the space, you know, as a family. Um, We have a guest this weekend. And and like I said, we were, I was out there preparing for them. And, um, and I'm like, dang, I wish I could stay in this house right now. I haven't stayed in there yet. It's so amazing in there. It's so amazing. And being here by myself can be hard because it's our it's a family place, right? So you feel almost like somebody's missing. Like, wait, yeah. this is a little lonely. But sister, sister cabin is like, I could be in there for two weeks and write a book or something. Like <laughs> it's so fabulous. And I hate I don't mean to sound bad. I'm I'm just so excited that it's done. Yeah. And it feels so great in there. And so I can't wait to have a date with Dave and be able to just come up, just the two of us. I can't wait for our families, you know, to take one cabin and have the other. And for the families who are repeat guests at Lone Star Hideaway, because we have so many, I can't wait for them to get to just check it out and like be our first people there, break it in, enjoy having this like completely new space. There's nothing. That's one thing I love about renovating is like when you're done, everything is perfect and clean and brand new. Yeah. And that's the best feeling. Like there's no icky about it. There's no like, oh, I don't, this grout is kind of dirty or like everything's perfect. And that's my, my that's why we do it. Cause I'm like, I want it to just feel like it's intentional and comfortable. So I can't wait to just see where it goes. Um, I don't think we're going to take on another big project. I think now it's going to be a matter of like, really hunkering down and focusing on the business a little bit more, getting a website, doing some real marketing. Um, Those are my strategic priorities now that the project is done. It sounds like you need a bit of time to just descansar. Un poco de tiempo para descansar. I live in Spain for a while. Claro que sí, claro que sí. Uh Yes. Maybe, Maybe with a little tequila to celebrate. 100%. 100%. I know I know renovating <laughs> properties and just everything can be very like time consuming and very intense. I know some people who just do back to back to back, but a lot of the time people I speak to they're like we will get onto something else, but we need 6 months and just to relax a little bit, to rest. It'd be cool. It'd be cool to do something in Texas. That okay. that's, you know, we we think about that and I wouldn't say we're planning for it, but it it could happen. Um, That would be cool. But for the time being, we just love Boone. (laughs) We just feel so grateful that we can, you know, toe the line between these two vastly different parts of the country um, and, and and really live in both places. It's been pretty sweet. So, yeah. 
Well, for anyone who wants to to find you, to be in contact, to see the property, um, what is the what's the best way to to get in contact? So uh, the.lonestar.hideaway is our handle on IG. Yep. I think that's always the best way to um, to reach me directly. And I love it when I get, you know, contacted. Um, we are listed on Airbnb uh, for Lone Star Hideaway. Sister Cabin will be listed. My goal was to get it done this weekend. I'm up here decorating for Christmas. I, you know, we'll see how much time. Maybe I'll, I'll figure it out on the airplane. But that'll be launching very, very soon. I mean, if it's not this weekend, it's it's going to be, you know, within the next couple of days. Okay. Um, so, yeah, yeah, reach out. I love it when I get to make new friends on on Instagram. I mean, that's how we met. Yes, so, that's true. Which I need to ask you, how did you find us? I'm still so curious. So, uh, well, because of what I do, I'm always looking at different properties and um, stuff that kind of from different places that attracts like kind of, I don't know, I since I've been in the US, the US, the properties tend to be very different to Europe. I don't know why I just sure. always find it very just, especially you guys have a really big cabin culture out here that you don't really have in Europe or the places I was living. So I'm sure. constantly just looking at different places. And one of yours happened to to come up and I was like, this place is beautiful. I need to get in contact with. And we have the podcast uh, as well. So we're always trying to, you know, speak to people who have interesting stories and stuff. So it sure. kind of just worked out, worked out perfectly. Well, thank you for inviting me to share. It's my first podcast, so I was a little nervous, but um, I've had fun and I'm just, it just feels cool that somebody's interested in just hearing about us. So thanks. No, no, I appreciate it. Thank you for obviously spending the time. And I think you would be surprised how many people actually love hearing these stories. This, The reason the podcast originally came along was there's so many hosts there's so many like interesting stories behind the properties and you never when someone stays a lot of the time you never you might never even meet the host or learn about them and it's really Mm -hmm. been um super insightful for me as well to be able to kind of learn more about this amazing kind of space which you know there's so many interesting people there and so many nice people so no i really appreciate you coming on it's been uh it's been good this is the time has flown by Yes, I know. Hopefully I didn't chat too much. So no, no, no. Sure we, I'm sure we 